0: One two, three, One, two, three, four. Welcome back, Akron. It's another night, Arts Week. Jane Berkner's in studio. She plays the flute. The Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron Podcast. So, <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Spoils of Akron podcast. I'm your host Chris Miller here with Cody Stanley. Cody, welcome today. Welcome, we're, Chris. We're on episode 107 and a, the second part of our series on Night Arts Challenge winners. We've we've had this Night Arts Challenge in town for I think two years now, and some great projects have come to the surface as a result of this. Very, Definitely very innovative creative uh projects and a number of them have launched and have been uh successful and popular so we have one of those winners here with us today we do who who recently her grant uh their grant was recently announced um you may have heard of this organization they basically we'll, we'll talk we'll get some details but they basically send musicians around different parts of akron greater akron northeast ohio Greater Akron? Akron. Akron, okay. And it's called Urban Troubadour. So it's roving musicians, uh, performances on uh, various places in town. So welcome to the podcast, Jane Berkner, Artistic Director and Founder. Welcome, Jane.
2: Thank you. It's very nice to be here. You guys are so talented. We are. <laughs> I'm impressed.
1: We didn't even do Well, yeah. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> Cody juggles. This bodes well oh. for us. <laughs> She, she's just buttering us up, clearly. You know yeah. she has yes, to. It was easy yeah. question. We're, we're in control of the record button, <laughs> yeah, and the levels. <laughs> so, so Jane, um, you know, you're. We, we were looking over some of the uh, winners, and yours really stuck out as an interesting project. Oh, tell good. us, tell us a little it bit did. about Urban Troubadour and w- what what it's about.
2: Well, what we are is a, kind of a combination of social and cultural we want you to come to a concert, but we want it to be an event, an entire evening. So for example, the first concert that we gave took place at the Northside Lofts. Um, We had a a penthouse apartment that Joel Testa let us take over for the evening, and we started by having wine down at DBA, wine and small bites, and then everybody went upstairs for the concert. And then afterwards, we went next door to Zebra Martel, where we enjoyed desserts and had uh, jazz guitarists play while people looked at the art there. So the, the concept is it's getting people downtown into places they haven't been before. It's giving a place for a lot of—we're have we just culturally rich in this area. There's so many wonderful musicians, and so this gives the musicians a chance to play. We get to show off some of the hidden gems of Akron, and it's an all-inclusive evening for our patrons.
1: So, so it's meeting people where they are. Um, and bringing music to where people are rather than having them come to a certain venue, right?
2: Beyond that, I think I really wanted people to explore downtown. Sure, sure. Um, One of the ideas that I, it surprised me that that people don't know, for example, hadn't been to Zebra Martel or hadn't been down to DBA. So I just want people, uh, there are a lot of wonderful places in the downtown area that people are going for to restaurants and, and wine bars and, and even historic buildings that we'll go into, um, but they're not totally connected. You don't always see a lot of people between those places, so I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we all, uh, sometimes we'll, we'll hop in a trolley and go from place to place, so we'll, we'll have a pre-concert event, we'll have a concert, we'll have an after-concert event, and they might not all be in the same place. Some of them will. Our first concert this season took place at Akron Glassworks. Okay. Do you guys know where they are? They just moved it. You yeah, we, well, we, we do. We, we did a podcast
1: them. there. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. Earlier in the year, yeah, their new location. Isn't on, it wonderful? On very Spicer. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, it's an excellent place. An old church. Yeah. Uh, it it really has a interesting vibe to it. You know, it, yeah. it has a very. very neat. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's suitable, I think, for an artistic environment, and the north side area has really blossomed. Zebra martel has been there from the early days when there wasn't much there, but now with the Northside Market opening, the hotel, there seems to be a, a flourishing cluster and uh, a growing area in a, in a neighborhood that is steadily improving.
2: Right, so part of our deal is to find places like that that we're gonna bring people into and have a concert and, uh, and make an evening of it. So it's a real wonderful synergy of the artistic and the social.
1: Is it just downtown focused? Do you have aspirations to be in some of the neighborhoods or outside of downtown?
2: A little bit. Right now we're downtown in some West Akron. Our next concert will be in March, and we're going to be at Acrona Galleries, uh, where the concert will take place. It'll be a, a concert of French music for harp, flute, viola, and cello. And then from there, we'll get on a trolley and head over to Beside the Point at West Point, where we're going to all taste French wines. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. does sound very good. Now, where, so when did this project start?
0: Like, what was, was there something that sparked it that you were like, okay, we really should do something about this? Like, was there a moment that you can recall? Oh, that's a good
2: question. I'll tell you um I've I've been uh, part of a lot of different projects over the years. We we I've I gave concerts uh at the O'Neill House back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh and then at, uh down in the uh valley I was a part of um concerts that we did in the barn that were called Music at the Farmstead. It was in the Cuyahoga Valley in an old barn and then and helped and then I was producing some concerts for the um uh, uh in the Cuyahoga Valley for the Conservancy. Oh, okay. So uh, I've I've been thinking a lot about wanting to do this. It had been a project that I'd wanted to start for many years, but just hadn't. And actually, interestingly, you asked that question because I really was prompted to do this because of the Night Arc Challenge. So last year I submitted, but did not get very far with it. Um, and it, I, I find that it's a little bit difficult to explain to people what we're doing. I think it's experiential. You have to come spend an evening with us to really enjoy it and see what it's about. So um, that's one reason I think I, I wanted to send you a video, maybe, if you put it up on your social sure, media. yeah. People could go see a little minute video to get an idea of what a concert is like with us.
1: We, we can definitely do that. And so how long has the—or or actually, uh, another question— What was your proposal last time around, the same idea? Uh,
2: Pretty much the same idea. I had tweaked some of the words, and because I had gone to the trouble with the original proposal of talking to a few people uh, and getting some things lined up, I thought, let's go ahead and start this. do it anyway, right? Yeah, we did a couple of concerts back in the spring. One was ticketed and one was a free event that we did. Um, at Art Walls at 43 Furnace Street, along with artist Chris Clausen, who's now uh, showing some things at Marketplace. Uh, you guys had mentioned that. Anyway, um, it, I forgot the question that you asked me. I was so <laughs> excited. I just kept going that.
0: <laughs> he, he had just asked if you had tweaked the proposal at all since last time, if it was the same exact proposal right. or not.
2: No, but I think in the process, one of the things I wanted to do was have something concrete, so one reason is that I wanted to make the video so that I could say this is what we're doing, and I, I put an advisory board together and started working. We we have fiscal sponsorship through the Chamber Music Society of Ohio, um, and because I had started working on it, I had fleshed out some of the words. I had a little better elevator pitch mm-hmm. to give. You know, I had so you know their initial proposal is 150 words, right? And because of that, I think. You have to be pretty lean and mean with what you say. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was just tickled that we were chosen this year. So this and
0: how is... many uh, concerts have you had since last year before you submitted the proposal?
2: We had two, two? in the spring. Okay. Um, one was the one that I told you about the... at the mm-hmm. uh, Northside Lofts, um, which is a beautiful place to look at Akron.
0: Yeah, it, it sure is.
2: <laughs> we got to watch the sunset while we were playing; it set behind us, and oh, it was that's really, really kind cool. of magical. I mean, one of the cool things is if we go into all these places that people haven't been, you feel like you went somewhere outside of Akron and had an evening. You know? mm-hmm. And somebody said to me they felt like they were somewhere exotic; they were in some place European or something while mm-hmm. they sat and watched <laughs> the sun go down while we played.
1: That's quite a compliment. It was. And it goes to show for people out there, if you uh, submit a proposal and it doesn't get chosen, there's nothing wrong with submitting and again the next time around. Some of the criteria and some of the people selecting, it's a very um, subjective experience. So if you apply this year, um, the people who are going to evaluate it are going to be a different group of people than next year or the year before. So. It's, you know, you keep applying.
2: The other thought too is the fact that the Knight Foundation has sparked so many creative ideas and we got started whether we want or not. <laughs> it's of got us up and running, so that's to their credit too.
1: Sure. And, and that's another good piece of advice. Don't wait around for the funders. Launch your project in <laughs> some way. You may not be able to launch it in the uh, the big bold, finished version that you had envisioned but you can launch some version of that or a pilot or a smaller version just to make sure it works and the funders appreciate that too they like that motivation and and that resourcefulness
2: sure if they like you you get to go from being an expensive hobby to being an actual organization
0: (laughs) (laughs) for sure so do you think that um i guess those two concerts that you had uh Prior to this, did are they? Is it what you imagined? Were was it everything that you wanted, so to speak? I guess I'm not, I was thrilled. Were you okay? Yeah,
2: I watched uh, I watched people meet each other over a glass of wine. I watched people make new friendships. I watched people enjoy a new side in Akron. Um, and I was tickled when people went into the gallery, and I watched a few, few people that made an impulse buy mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know now there's another artist who's you know been touched by this so. Uh, I was really happy with the whole thing. The, the the second concert that we did, we called it a pop-up concert. It was shorter. We had uh, we set up art at Art Wall, so we had a show, uh, as I mentioned before, that Chris Clausen uh, hung for us. And then we brought chairs in and set them out or in the room, and we put the quartet up in front of uh, the elevator doors, and we played. And we gave everybody a glass of wine as they came in, um, and so uh what happened was because it was free. I put it up on an event bright, mm-hmm. and you had to have a, a ticket to get in so that we would have an idea of how many people were coming, of course um, but I, what we had was a crowd that wasn't the same crowd that I always see at music events. We had a few uh, a few guys there that were fresh out of high school that I talked to for a while and uh, told me they hadn't they don't normally go to that kind of event, but um, you know, we just had a real div- more diversity of age, and uh, it was just really a very nice thing. So we hope to do that, and that's one thing that having this kind of funding will allow us to do is a few more free concerts like that.
1: Sure, and. You, uh, you mentioned chamber music, right? Mm-hmm. Did you mention that? What, what kind of styles can people expect from the urban troubadour experience? Is it always gonna be classical? Is it uh, standard? Are there? I mean, what, what are some of the genres that you've thought about?
2: Basically, it's classical music, but it can really run the gamut from, from older to uh, uh, one, of the thing, one of the pieces that we're playing in our April concert, which will take place in the Blue Teak Hotel before it's finished. So everybody cool. gets, we're calling it the Blue Teague Sneak Peek. Um, w- uh will be a piece that's f- written for uh, flute, guitar, bass, and voice. That's a little bit rock and roll. It's written by uh, uh, Dusan Bogdanovic, who is a, a Serbian composer. So it has kind of a jazz, ethnic feel to it. Um, and then we're, we'll have... Uh, on our first concert we'll be playing Debussy and so it's just a real range of things there. The And one thing that we like to do is to finish the concert with um, something completely different uh, because my tastes are quite eclectic and I sort of, you know, I think about going up to hear the Cleveland Orchestra when they do their Friday evening things where you get a chamber music concert and then you go upstairs and hear Beethoven in the hall and then you <laughs> go out into the lobby and you hear Snarky Puppy playing, uh, you know, some jazz and um, so that's kind of what we're trying to recreate. And our final concert uh, in, on June 3rd, we'll be going into uh, Nuevo before we go around the corner and have a concert in the uh, in the library that will be music of North America played by a woodwind quintet. You're a fellow woodwind player. Yes. He and, played, and, and you are too. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards we're going to have um, – uh, South American music. A salsa band's going to play. Jackie Warren and uh, Sammy De Leon will be playing out on the balcony afterwards. So uh, it'll be, you know, everybody gets a chance to do a little salsa dancing.
1: <laughs> and, and that's become quite popular too. I know there are salsa dance classes. Or at least they were there were at one time really? weekly here in Akron. Yeah, we should go take some, Chris. Yeah, some we lessons. should. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and, do you need uh, supervision? Yeah, probably. You, you might. It Depends on how much this guy has to drink. He oh, let's not get <laughs> so. How, how do you go about? How do you go about finding your musicians and finding the talent uh, within your group?
2: I've been playing concerts of one shape or another, you know, for thirty years now in this community. So I'm I'm aware of a lot of musicians that I like to work with, and that's where I've started as artistic director. I've you know I've begun the year with things that I want to do. But I also am asking my musicians to give me ideas, and I've worked with um, a number of musicians. These musicians that are going to be playing this year are people who uh, my partner in guitar teaches at the Oberlin Conservatory. Uh, The violist that I'm working with, he's one of the finest violists I've ever played with. Uh, He um, plays with the Indianapolis uh, Symphony for many years, and now he's... Uh, taught at Oberlin and also has taught at uh, Youngstown State. Uh, The cellist we're working with is a principal player of the Akron Symphony. There's just so much talent around, not only people that I work with, but like I say, I want to get some ideas about what other people want to bring in too. Sure. Do you guys listen to much classical music, or is that a...
1: I do. I mean, not, not as much as I probably should to be a culture <laughs> oh, no, person, but be. I'm should. very familiar with it. And I, I, you know, I've been to the Akron Symphony, and I, I do enjoy it. I have to be in a certain mindset to listen to classical, but I do enjoy it.
2: That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's why I want you to come have an hors d'oeuvre and a glass of wine. and sure. then
0: <laughs> definitely go mm-hmm. check it out for sure so you you're, you mentioned these places uh in the next series that you're going to be visiting are there any places on your wish list i guess that you uh want to explore for the future
2: i do have a f- few places i have an appointment actually ex- well, i don't know if i should tell who i'm talking to in <laughs> case it doesn't come through there's so many um wonderful buildings but i have an appointment to talk to uh kevin white tomorrow over at white space oh, okay because uh, that's such a gorgeous redone building um I would love to you know, uh I know some of the buildings that are being redone, uh, um it would be really fun to get into Greystone Hall. Yeah. Um I've uh talked to Joel Testa about the building that he's redoing because he's opening something up on the top. Um I talked to Susie Graham over at Downtown Partnership and asked her so what she knows because there are a lot of buildings maybe that I haven't even found mm-hmm. yet, and so we're just calling a lot of ideas for the future. And what's wonderful is that once we were announced as winners a few weeks ago, we know we have a future. so I'm prowling around looking for things. Somebody actually talked to me at the um, at this award ceremony who uh, is at the courthouse, and we're talking about doing a concert in uh, the probate judge oh uh, oh great over in the court sure. courtroom so that's interesting that's yeah. a cool idea it, yeah i thought it would be very fun so i'm I'm really open to all kinds of ideas i'm really you know glad to be approached about doing things
1: so, so in some of these spaces where you normally would see visual art for example the courthouse they may hang up a painting or two it is a, a interesting concept to have a, you know audio there or have art of a different type performance art or performing arts uh, at some of these spaces. And I, I notice also that you seem to have a, a, a pairing with art galleries. That seems to be a predominant theme.
2: Well, it's such a natural pairing, um, you know, and and I'd like to do another art show. You know, I'd like to work with other artists so that we can show art or, or even work with, um, um, I'm talking to somebody about the possibility of doing uh, poetry reading uh, along oh. with our... Cool. You know, or explore, you know, working with dancers or other things, um, you know, depending on how big the space is. So I would be very open to exploring that sort of thing. And I think it's, you know,
1: with, within Urban Troubadour or as an outside partnership, would you be willing to bring in other disciplines under no, that umbrella? I, that's no, you're, not your my music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not my D- wheelhouse. Just Don't know that one. Okay. <laughs> Good question. though. But. Sure. And how, how will you know if this project is successful? What does that look like to you one, two, or three years down the road?
2: Well, I'm hoping that we're going to grow an audience, and it'd be wonderful if we had people who maybe didn't necessarily and listen to classical music but decided to give it a listen. Um, I feel like we're sort of curators, and, mm-hmm. and if, we're, if we're putting out music that people appreciate, then they'll start to trust us. And they'll know that if they show up for a concert, they're going to hear something that will be of interest for them, whether they really know what it is or not. So that seeing an audience grow will be wonderful, and seeing a diverse audience. Um, in classical music, sometimes we, we bemoan the fact that um, a lot of our audiences are older. So you know, to bring in some millennials um, would be a wonderful thing, or to see you know other people who, who maybe didn't have an interest to begin with, but once they've heard a concert we've got them hooked, they'll come back. Um, that would be one way that I, I think we would see that uh, great success.
1: And, and that that is a challenge for institutions, nonprofits, uh, organizations that are in, in some of these older uh, disciplines, like classical music, is getting the younger generation engaged. And I've seen among, especially among jazz musicians who are young, who are recent college graduates or in their you know late 20s, I see a lot of them have this cross-discipline training of classical and jazz. So there seems right. to be maybe more, and, and this is just my opinion, maybe more of an appreciation for classical and for some of these uh, more traditional styles than when I was in my 20s or when I was younger. I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems that there seem there is some sort of interest.
2: I agree and there there shouldn't be a boundary, you know, music right. is all wonderful and if we can combine some of that and you know, if your taste is satisfied with you know, attending a concert where you get a couple of those tastes involved, how wonderful is that?
1: Right? Correct.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um uh, you know, building off that, you you should be able to, I guess, to get all those people in the same room and find some sort of common, you know, interest, I guess, whether it be with music or it be with these other uh, activities you're pairing with it. So I think that's a really neat idea to try and um, you know, even if somebody's not necessarily interested in classical music, they come for the wine tasting, they stay for the classical music and then they
2: find out that they like it. Yeah, we had a lot of people who were interested in glass blowing that came to our mm-hmm. concert. A couple of weeks ago. That's really so, that was a really cool idea.
0: Uh, we we had an awesome time when we went down to Akron Glass Works and he he showed us you know uh, how they do that sort of thing and um, I, I can't imagine how what that was paired with some music. So I think that's really neat.
2: It was very fun. I worry about those guys because they have the long poles. That yeah. They have the glass <laughs> on the end. I think what happens if they don't blow out or if they blow in? Oh, huh. what is that's that? That's interesting. I, st- I didn't think about <laughs> that. I <wouldn't> want to <laughs> find out what happens. <laughs> So, a,
1: a mouthful of glass. Maybe what? that's being a woodwind player. Uh, yeah, I don't you know? know about that. I, <laughs> molten glass. Ooh,
0: that does not sound very fun.
1: <laughs> so, so do you perform in any of these concerts?
2: Uh, yeah, actually, I'm performing on all of these the four concerts that we're doing this year. Okay, um, because I, these I, are my I, <clears> sort sorry. of my babies that I'm starting with.
1: Right, and I don't know if we mentioned this before. You're a flautist and have played for a long time, and you're also a, a teacher. A music teacher, right?
2: I taught at the University of Akron for twenty-five years. Uh, I'm. I also, I teach at Interlochen uh, uh, Arts Academy in the year up in Michigan. I don't know if you if you're aware of that, um, but we actually work with adults there. So, I, and I teach. I work with a, a real variety of ages. Um, I also teach a little bit up at the Music Settlement in Cleveland.
1: What, what's your favorite age group to work with?
2: Uh, it depends on who I'm t- working with. <laughs> <laughs> how's that for a polit- political answer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now
0: so you've uh you said you've lived in akron for a number of years right mm-hmm. now do you have any favorite akron places we like to ask people when they come on if they have any akron establishments or food or anything like that that they really enjoy in the area
2: oh goodness there there are a few first of all do you know louis burgers oh yeah w- okay uh, yeah <laughs> but we <were> just, <laughs> just we yeah. just yeah. went there ago. like <laughs> last week mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, what I really become a fan of the mustard seed market in Highland Square. I think they've changed our whole neighborhood. That's, who was it they called them Akron's living room? I think yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I like that description. Yeah. I, I agree. It's, it's a very comfortable place and it seems to be a nice meeting place and hub for people in the
2: area. And I've been hanging out at the nightlight a lot too. I'm really happy to, I'm a real film fan. In fact, I want to do a collaboration with, with them. I have some friends who, um, have written music that go along with a silent movie, so I'm hoping oh. that we're gonna.
1: <laughs> and... I, I love those. I've, yeah, I've, cool. I've been to those events where they have musicians playing along to mm-hmm. the, as a soundtrack to the silent film.
2: Yeah, this particular film that I have in mind is a movie that it's it's a Lon Chaney movie where the very interesting story. The guy it works for the circus. And he doesn't have any hands, and he falls in love with a woman who has a phobia of men's hands. (laughs) So
1: So they're a perfect match.
2: (laughs) But he plays the guitar with his feet, and so a couple of guitarists I know wrote some music to go along with that. And there
1: are people who can do that. It's amazing. There are people, a lot of people, these (laughs) speaking guitar players, play better Uh, than I do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) What's the Lon Chaney movie, just out of curiosity?
2: Oh, I forgot. I feel silly. I forgot the name of it. Hmm. I'll have to. I'll send you a okay. link to this because I, it's it's pretty hysterical when yeah, I saw I would this. To, I love was, to check that out. Uh,
1: so yeah, Louis Burgers is a great place, and you you said it's so. Uh, it sounds like you're a Highland Square person, since you said in our neighborhood. I, yeah, I live near Highland City. Square, okay.
2: so I've kind of always lived in that area.
1: And how much uh, you know? Amazing how much Akron has blossomed over the past five years oh, or yeah. so with with arts. You mentioned the Nightlight, and I think the Nightlight was a Night Arts winner if I'm not mistaken right. or they've I, got some sort the of Knight Knight Foundation funding is,
2: and hence their name the mm-hmm. night like right it came from that and, oh. and
1: there's just so much to do here you know I've I've lived in Akron since I was six years old and I, I can't believe how much there is to do now and how, how many art institutions there are, how many places there are to go now, how many restaurants, just the culture in general. Right. I and I, mean, I
2: have to mention blue jazz. Sure. Because yeah. I love jazz music, so I get to go in.
1: Oh, you're frequent a frequent patron of blue we jazz? We try to get down there when we can. Well, and and Tony uh, is a flute player as well.
2: Tony took two lessons from me. Oh, he did? Really? yeah. <laughs> oh. That's, that's my claim. That's my other claim sweet to fame. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's he's moved on to trumpet though. Now I keep. Calling oh, has him he? a, he's okay. a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> a traitor. I, <trainer. laughs> I, I
1: kind of think he's he started that blue jazz just so he could play his flute on stage I, more. <laughs> I, I could be. Seems that way. And then you that's know, funny. playing
2: flute leads to playing alto flute, and then it, right. it's, you know, it's where do you go from there? It's all downhill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, have you been involved in any other uh, adventures as an artist in Akron?
2: Any other adventures? Yeah,
0: I guess that's kind of a broad term, but um, you know, I mean, any things of note that have, that have really like um, built you as an artist, or you know, helped you to uh, realize this at some point, urban troubadours.
2: Okay, that's. I thought you were asking me to do, to tell you some deep dark secret that. I'm yeah, tell me <laughs> those too. <laughs> well, <laughs> can't go public. On that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, well. Uh, like, you know, I've, I've, I played with the Akron Symphony for many, many years. I'm, um, at, sort of out of the loop with that now, but, um, um, and I've put concerts and like I was telling you, some of the concerts that I've given here. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, a lot of playing concerts at the, the university over the years. So I'm, just have been involved in the community and been touched by an awful lot of wonderful musicians in this community. I know I keep coming back to that, but I think we're really quite that's important. blessed with that. Right now, I'm serving on the the board of the Chamber Music Society of Ohio, uh, which is something that you might not have heard of because they're they're so successful in um, selling tickets that there's <laughs> there's never a need to do a lot of advertising. So that's good. Um, yeah. So that's cool. But are you speaking of extra, uh, yeah, any, extra musical adventures? I guess anything. Or? Yeah.
0: What <laughs> extra musical adventures? What What does that mean? <laughs> uh,
2: mm, well, let's see. Uh, I'm totally stumped. I'm hmm. trying to think of the things that I like to do yeah. outside of music. Um, I've and that would include um, hiking. I think we're so incredibly lucky we to have, a, have, we have a great all metro have, parks around here, yeah, right? Uh, my husband is a big. Uh, bicycling person so uh, we like to be outdoors a bit and uh and like you're mentioning all the great restaurants and and other things in the area
1: yeah we're, we're moving toward becoming a more acceptable bike bicycle culture here in akron
2: yeah i think so Th- there's a group it's getting that, safer
1: yeah it's getting safer we have a city planner now and a mayor who support that lifestyle so uh, they're they're uh considering other modes of transportation when designing roads and when thinking of doing construction i know on main street there's a bike lane now downtown and with talks of even more and then we have the the towpath trail connecting a little more seamlessly with downtown so you can actually hop on a bike when you work downtown and hit some park trails and come right back on your lunch break
2: that's really nice yeah
1: it is great yeah so um how How do you think this project is significant for this period of time so this time and place in Akron how you know how how is your project significant to the present day
2: well the the thing that I dream about, like I say, is just having people come into different spaces in downtown um and and interact with what's going on already so uh, there's a lot of wonderful architecture that's downtown, and it's disappearing a little too quickly. And I think we need to hang on to the old and the character, and to have a chance to to explore that. Um, and it's always interesting to me to find people who don't want to go into a downtown area. Um, if, when you get downtown, you can walk from one place to another. You've got sidewalks. You've got the ability to you know to be mobile and and uh, Speak with other people as you go, so I, I guess for me the significance at this point is just to have people appreciate what we have, in in an urban setting, and this is a real sort of cosmopolitan way of doing concerts, having people come into an urban setting and and see something different, um, and you know, and I I think the time is right because. A lot of people are not interested in going into big concert halls now. They want to go into more intimate places. And if you go into a concert, if you can be up close and personal with the musicians, how much more interesting is that? You get to communicate with the musicians about the music they make. And if you're sitting close to the music, you can feel it in your body. You can you know, you know, can react to it in a way that in this day and age, a lot of people come along, they are only hearing digitally made recordings. And it's a very different sound than... Did you hear that funny noise? I think your microphone was giving me a hard time for Yeah, that, that's the noise I was something. talking about earlier. Just yeah, we'll just—I'll cut that out later. I thought maybe it was reprimanding me.
0: Now maybe <laughs> it could be. So, are there any particular, uh, let's say, challenges that you foresee with this particular
2: project? Um, the biggest challenge is just making sure that we get the word out figuring out how to you know find people Mm -hmm. um i don't there's a group of people that are easy to find i know them because they come to concerts but i want to go beyond that i want to find people that are not used to attending concerts and have them come and have a good time with us and enjoy what they hear and what they see and um so the the biggest challenge i think is figuring out ways to to find where people are talking about Mm -hmm uh well i'm I'm doing a podcast that'll help (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what we aim to do
0: anyway (laughs) (laughs) so so what type of um mediums have you used to try and get the word out about urban urban troubadour so i know i noticed your website and your facebook page are there other uh things that you use as well
2: i just uh put up an instagram Oh, okay. So I'm, and and I personally have not spent a lot of time on Instagram, so I've got oh. to figure out how this works. <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of photos from our last concert mm-hmm. that we'll be throwing up there really soon. And I hope anybody that hears this will go find us on Facebook and like us, and is so it, we can communicate. Is
0: it um, on Facebook? Obviously, you would just search for Urban Troubadour, and then is it www.urbantroubadour.com? Org. Org. Okay. Right. Cool. So that that's where they can find you, and right. then um,
2: thank you for that. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> we'll plug that in there, and then uh, is there? You noticed, or I'm sorry, you mentioned previously that you used Eventbrite for uh, people to uh, let you know that they're coming. Uh, is that something that you plan to use again in the future? And... That's how we were selling tickets. Okay, so they would so, go to your website or Facebook to find that. Correct.
2: Right. There's a little Eventbrite button they can click on, and uh, hopefully figure out a way to get a ticket and come join us.
0: <laughs> Sounds fun. And
2: the next concert that you mentioned, when is the date for that? March 25th. March 25th. That will be the okay. one at Acrona uh, Galleries and uh, beside the point at mm-hmm. West Point. Mm-hmm. And then our uh, Blue Teak Sneak Peek uh, will take place on April 24th. And we're going to uh, start at the... Uh, uncorked wine bar around the corner mm-hmm. before that and end up over at chill for an ice cream so it'll be a sounds good like evening. a good
1: time so so blue teak just just for everyone out there who doesn't know it's it's a soon to be built hotel right? yes downtown yeah. across from blue what um uh,
2: what is the name of the building that it's in my mind is going blank it's the the one right on main and market on the
1: right that is called the um
2: union building no
1: I want to say Capitol Building, but I don't think that's the right name. United Building. United, United building. building. Bing, bing, oh, okay. bing. You went. Took a few minutes. <laughs> Need the sound effect there. United <laughs> Building, right, where where um, WKSU uh, used to have a studio in right. there. They used to do a TV newscast right in front of the window,
0: the big window Is that, there. It's still on the – there's a sign that says that on the on the side mm-hmm. of it, right,
2: still? Right. right. A Tuesday musical was located in there Correct. for a while. Correct.
1: Yeah. So, so, yeah, and it's – I like the idea of – going to where people are, because you can't really expect people to adhere to, you know, traditions of sitting for an hour and a half in a concert hall to sample this music. It's, it's, it's less of a commitment, so it's more accessible, it's more intimate. Like you said, they can meet the musicians, they can do other things, they don't have to feel like they just have to sit there and watch. You know, they can engage in, in many different ways. And have you gotten any surprising reactions from people after... Your, the first couple shows you've done, I mean, turn people on to this style of music who no, otherwise wouldn't have been...
2: Uh... Well, yeah, we had one person who came to our pop-up concert who, as she, as she came in, uh, I heard her saying, well, now we're not sure what this is. We're not sure we're going to stay for the whole thing, but, you know, we're, we're here. And when it was over, she came over and just was beaming. And Yeah, that's the kind of response that you really want to hear. Um, sometimes people don't know that they want to hear... What we have to offer. <laughs>
1: sure, and, and like you said, you hear a symphony or classical music on a recording of some sort. It's not the same as hearing it live. With any music, with with any sort of performing arts, I think live is a whole different experience than you can't recorded. replicate that. No, yeah. And And that I think will turn more people onto it. Is is just being able to see it live. So.
2: Agreed. <laughs> okay. There's a very awkward silence here Sorry. for a minute. I thought you were going to
1: say something, Cody's and then I was like, "Hmm." Cody's short-circuiting. Short-circuiting.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, I got to find a ukulele
2: band for you. We'll have, yeah. to, do, yeah, we'll have well, to do that. do that. you know,
1: point. I I will I will admit we have a ukulele club that's been meeting. It's called Breber City Ukes.
2: Oh, And it's that's a great. lot of
1: people. We've done a few concerts um a lot of them are sing-along type of uh songs some traditional some older 40s and 50s songs some modern songs so yeah we played at porch rocker and we played at, at a Kenmore Better Block at the Rialto so I'm hoping that we're going to perform again in January I'm, I'm trying to set it all up but this is a it's a group on Facebook and we have about sixty members, but usually around ten to fifteen show up for our get-togethers and it's That's all ages. That's the hot
2: thing now is playing ukulele. It is, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> I I stumbled into it by accident and I loved it and I I play all the time now and I yeah it's one of my favorite instruments of the instruments that I play. It's very expressive, it's very accessible. It's uh you know we're trying to undo the what tiny Tim did to the ukulele. <laughs> he just, he besmirched it for so long. Aww. We're trying to legitimize it a little more. Cause you know, some people think it's, it's more of like a gimmick or a toy or something. That's not a real instrument because of how it's portrayed sometimes. So I look at the ukulele as a marginalized instrument that I'm trying to you know, get some, get some. Uh, he seeks virtuosity. For it, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so if we put together a concert that includes ukulele with a string quartet, you're there, right? I'm there. Yeah, okay.
1: I'm all about it. We can combine the two. You know.
2: And you told me you're also a saxophone player. I am.
1: Yes, and I also play guitar. But saxophone is I've been playing since I was little, and okay. I start off at violin in grade school, but I haven't played violin in a long time.
2: I'll tell you, one um, of the pieces I'm considering for next year is a piece for a saxophone quartet with piccolo. Really? What do you think?
1: Wow, that sounds great. But there are much better <laughs> sax players than me out <laughs> up in Akron, especially.
2: A friend of mine who plays piccolo in the Zurich Opera Orchestra told me about this piece, and so wow. I'm really seriously looking at this. I'm not making this up.
1: <laughs> is it alto, tenor? Are they different uh, saxophones in right, this quartet? Right. Excellent. And so um, I, I wanted to ask about being an artist in Akron, which is, That role has changed significantly. I think, you know, people who are artists here can have a much more uh, higher chance of success and sustaining themselves. And what are some of the challenges you face as an artist in Akron? And I know that you teach and and you probably do a number of different things. But how, how have you been able to maintain living as an artist? And what are some of the challenges you face? And are they the same as you see other artists? facing.
2: Well, it's nice to have, like, something that's steady that's going to allow you to uh, make the income that you need right. to, to play. Um, my husband is also a musician. He's a pianist, and he okay. has made his living as a piano tuner by day and plays jazz at oh, night. wow. Okay. So, uh, and his piano tuning shop actually is over at 43 Furnace Street. That's where, uh, like, there's a connection there. They, You were talking about how those guys were there back in mm-hmm. the day before... Right. Uh, Northside actually became what it is, and there's always been like a, a conclave of artists there, people m- making things from uh, pottery to harps to uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, so that's um, great. So I think you're right, having something studied, like you know, having taught at the university, or um, is as I'm like I say, the the finding the funding for this is this is sort of becoming what I am looking at doing for a while because it's very time consuming. Um, so we're, we're able to, uh, have a few people administratively on the staff to help us do this, um, as we go forward. So, I don't know, There, like you say, there are always a lot of interesting artistic people around Akron, um, of all different stripes, and I think everybody kind of has to figure out who their, uh, people are and, and, and where they're going to, how they're going to make a living or where they fit in their audience Uh finding
1: your your audience your niche yeah something that sets you apart that's another i think important thing of being an artist in any city is setting yourself apart somehow from the pack or from the oh you're just another this you're just another that you know like just another guitarist or just another painter um and that's
2: true because we do this because we have to mm mm-hmm you know, if, right, if you right. didn't, and I, I say that to my students who are considering going into music as a living, it's always like, well, you have to follow your heart and see where that takes you. But, you know, as as their parents will tell you, they don't necessarily <laughs> want to see them try to make a living doing something mm-hmm. like that. But maybe that's not always the important part. There's always, you know, people who do this for navigation or, I mean, there's so many community bands and community orchestras and things all around this area, too, and um, Right, and we are. This is quite an unusual area. Are it you guys is. familiar? Do you go on uh, like clevelandclassical.com dot com and see all mm. of the different classical concerts that are happening within a fifty mm. mile radius of Cleveland? No, uh, I on any I'm given day there that. are tons of them. It's really, oh, really? yeah, that's interesting.
1: clevelandclassical.com. dot com. Okay, it's another site for folks to check out, <laughs> <Yeah>. especially those <laughs> they'll lovers they'll, of classical music. Yeah, right. they'll appreciate the play.
2: <laughs> I write the occasional review for them, so okay uh we'll put a plug out there yeah
1: (laughs) sure absolutely and uh, yeah i think it is interesting that people have to kind of find their niche akron is a is a bit of a quirky place too so you can stand out with something kind of weird and be you know and be accepted for that which i i love And, and another aspect of art that I don't know if you're familiar with the, the healing arts and how music's now being used in a lot of therapeutic settings. Sure. You know, there are a lot of, of the... there are music therapists now, a lot of the hospitals have uh, expressive therapists and I think, you know, you, you say follow your heart and it's something that people have to do. I think it's a very therapeutic function for a lot of artists just to it's their medicine. It's yeah, their agreed. way to kind of maintain among the stress and Whatever well, that else. was sort of
2: interesting. I told you I met with the people over at the probate court to talk to them mm-hmm. about doing a concert there. And that was one of the thrusts is they're hanging art and they're saying that it's a palpable thing that when people are, are dealing with the daily issues that you deal with in court, that would be divorce or, um, you know, what uh, other things that are not that attractive to deal with, mm-hmm. that the art changes that and it touches people. And you can tell when they get to hear something or So I, you know, I really like that story, but you're absolutely right. There is a healing element to it.
1: Definitely. So um, we're going to wrap up here and anything else you'd like to plug or anything else coming up that, that you'd like to talk about with urban troubadour
2: you've been plugging us beautifully thanks so much <laughs> for letting me talk to sure you today thing, yeah no problem i hope the people that hear this will go check us out and come to a concert yeah yes. again that Let's was hope.
0: yeah definitely and that was uh search for urban troubadour on facebook or org. you can check it out and uh, make sure you go to that website and click on the Eventbrite link so you can make, let them know if you're coming so that they have enough of everything ready, right? Absolutely. And, and okay. will, will
1: your upcoming performances be free as well? I know you said your first two were, were free.
2: No, actually, the, the, the we have four ticketed. Um, okay. And, of course, there's so many expenses that go into and having f- catering and wine and all sure. of that involved. Uh, so there the the. Four events are ticketed, and then we'll have a couple events that are not ticketed. Um, the The night funds are actually uh, matching funds, and so as we mm-hmm. as we find other funding and we're able to go forward, we'll we'll start doing more of those free concerts. Sure. As we can. And
1: ticketing is a way to raise the match as well, so you don't just have to find grant matches. Yeah, they're
2: they're really nice about that. They want to see people ex- succeed. You can tell.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, we want to thank you for being on and talking with us today. Uh, we like to end the podcast talking about uh, some local events coming up. So if you have if you have any other than an Urban Troubadour that you'd like to plug, go ahead and uh, shout out anytime you want. Um, I'll go first since I think. Are you looking some up? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so uh, I have a couple that are on my radar here. Uh, the first being Christmas in Akron at Coach House. Uh, it's their holiday show that they've uh, doing, which is actually wrote by local uh, or by a local artist named Rob Loose. Uh, they are playing Thursday through. S- Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at 7.30, Sunday at 2 through December 24th. Uh, And then also something that I went to last year for the very first time that I think is really cool and I think that everybody should do if they have a chance. Uh, I don't have the times in front of me, but the Holiday Lantern Tours at Hale Farm uh, is a really cool uh, event that they do where uh, they have like people staged in all the different houses and they do little scenes for you and you walk through with uh, a lantern and a group of people. It's just a really neat Uh, little thing. Also, this coming Saturday at Lock 3 in the Akron Civic Theater is ElfCon, and they are uh, doing, I think it starts at noon at Lock 3. They've got lots of different um, things, like people are going to come dress as elves, and they'll do a costume contest and a trivia etch-a-sketch drawing contest, which is kind of cool. And then they're playing (laughs) uh, Elf at the Civic at 2.30, and you have to get tickets for that. It's free, but uh, you have to go on to I think it's lock3live.com is where you can get a ticket for that. Um, But something kind of cool about that is that our co-host Ryan is actually going to be Buddy the Elf that day. Uh, From 1 to 3, he'll be there dressed as Buddy the Elf, so check that out. And, oh, I'm probably going to bring Ivy, so you can come see the puppy if you want to meet her. Um, Coming up December 16th is... The fifth annual Selfless L 5K. So, if you are interested in donating, uh, well, not not donating. You have to pay for. Uh, I think it's twenty five dollars for uh, to participate in the 5K. But that's through the uh, Akron Regional Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. So you can check that out.
1: Okay, and so this week um, on uh, Wednesday, I think is my first one. I'm talking about is Wednesday. No, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was here somewhere. It just disappeared. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that Chris! I gave him so much time. Okay, no, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, <laughs> on Thursday, on Friday is <laughs> the closing reception for a uh, Divergent Ink, which is part of a Rubber City Prints and their printmakers, and it's at their uh, West Market Street location. It's the closing reception for that. Also on Friday is. Friday Night Mics at Aqueduct, and it's a weekly open mic series, and that starts at six, so aspiring musicians show up and you can play a couple songs. Um, some, some people can have accompaniment, I think if they can figure out uh, your song, they'll there are other musicians to accompany you as well. On, uh, fr- also on Friday is Rubicon Cinema, which is films by Hollis Frampton. And Rubicon Cinema is a really cool uh, little underground movie series or film appreciation series that takes place at Joseph Blue Sky Studio in Highland Square. And they show these non-narrative experimental films by directors from all over the country. So that's Friday at 8 p.m. And on Saturday is an event by Akron Soul Train, which is another night arts winner from the last the previous round and they are building an artist residential artist village in downtown Akron near the North side district. so while they're building that they have events at other artist art sites around um, so the winter solstice will be at Summit Art space Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m 5 to six is a VIP reception and then after that it's open to the public but you can see some of the work being created by their resident artists and the artist fellows so far this fall. So uh, once again, thank you so much, Jane, for joining us today. And Cody, thank you for joining us as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> so, You're welcome. So episode 107, <laughs> thanks everyone for uh, listening. And we'll be back next week with another Night Arts Challenge winner. And as always, keep, keep it, it
0: in an Akron, Akron day. Gay.